Super Talk Mississippi media production. Free record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Eagle Hour and a really special edition of the show today. Bob Getty, Luke Johnson. We're in the First Bank Studios here in Hattiesburg and Laurel. And uh, we're glad you're with us. I uh, hope you had a good day and uh, appreciate you tuning in on the Eagle Hour. What a great show today. I want to get right to it. It is quarterback day on this program. And man, oh, man, do we have... Two legends on the show today. On the telephone, we have former Southern Miss quarterback and current Seattle Seahawks quarterback coach Austin Davis. And in the studio, we have the perfect 10, Reggie Collier. Uh, Austin, uh, first of all, thanks for being on the Eagle Hour. And we just kind of threw this surprise to you uh, right before we came on the air. But, uh, But a man you know really well sitting here with me, Reggie Collier. Absolutely. I'm surprised you got him off the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> it was a struggle, Austin. It was a, it was a struggle. Sure it was. I was wondering I'm how sure long it was gonna, I was wondering how long it was gonna take you to bring bring up the game of golf. Yeah, I figured I figured it took some negotiating to get him to come to the studio. <laughs> hey Austin, we're grateful for you uh for you coming on the show. I wanna ask you real quickly, uh, with Reggie here when when you came to Southern Miss, and of course you left your own mark uh, in a big, big way uh, for the Golden Eagles, but I got to believe you were you were aware of the legend of Reggie Collier, and I just wonder what your thoughts were back then. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I knew I wasn't probably going to break many of his rushing records uh, the way he played in his style, um, but it was cool to be there. You know, just to have the history of Southern Miss quarterbacks with Brett, with Reggie, with. Lee Roberts, some of the other names, Dustin Allman before I, right before I came in. And there was always a tradition there and a history, just as Southern Miss football represents, that you just kind of know about. And um, any any player that plays at your college, at your uh, alma mater, and then goes to the pros, you obviously know their name and you want to emulate something that they did and, you know, figure out how they did it. And, Reggie, you were telling me you have great respect for this uh, young man on the phone. Oh, yeah, all the respect in the world. I, I mean, from when he was at Southern Miss and I was around like I am now, watched him, uh, saw what he did, what they did and what they accomplished as a team and uh, how he played with the confidence, the tenacity, the competitiveness. And, you know, he, he represented well. I mean, he, he did – he did some exceptional things while he was was here at Southern Miss and some of the goals that they accomplished as a team. Uh, of course, th- that's exactly what you want to do. You want to leave your mark. You want to be able to, even at, I don't, I, and I don't care what you're doing, basketball, football, banking, whatever the case may be, you want to leave your mark when you leave so people know or recognize you, your name, uh, your team, what they did while you were there. And I think we both were fortunate in that aspect that when you mentioned quarterbacks at Southern Miss, you mentioned my name, you mentioned Brett, you mentioned Austin, like he said earlier, Lee Roberts, 
That's phenomenal. I mean, it, it, it's really special to be named when your program, the program that you play for, your alma mater, that your name is associated with that as soon as that name is mentioned. Also, we were talking to Lee Roberts on the show last week, and, and I brought up this great lineage of quarterbacks uh, that have played at Southern Miss. Uh, you know, really – if you if you're not inside and, and looking at the Southern Miss program, I think fans across the country would be shocked if if that list were put in front of them. But boy, what a history of quarterbacks that have played here, including yourself, of course. Yeah, um, you look back across. We've, we've seems like we've always had a quarterback that's either uh, performing well in the conference, you know, high up in the conference, or going to the NFL. I mean, even. Uh, you know, even Nick Mullins' career right now that's going really, really well, and, you know, he's cracking at the door to get back, probably to get a starting role. Um, so it's it's a neat history that we've kind of built, and uh, I joke around that it's kind of quarterback you in the state of Mississippi. But, you know, I, I'd be interested to see some of the some of the other schools and put up against the quarterbacks that we've put in the NFL. Um, it's just a pretty cool thing to kind of hang your hat on, like Reggie was saying. Um, you want your name mentioned that that you gave everything you had for four or five years to the university and gave the city and gave the people something that they can remember um, and uh, that that does mean a lot and I hope we can continue that tradition I hope to help more guys and just kind of cr- create a pipeline of great quarterbacks to come through all right Luke I know you're with us uh, in Laurel what what a day what Austin Davis and Reggie Collier on the same show Absolutely. Two legends. And, and Reggie, I, I think you've shot me down on this before, but, man, with your skill set running Austin's <laughs> offense, that would have been awesome. Yeah, i tell you what. It, it you, you can sit around and, and think about what would have happened, how it would have happened, but uh, things happen for a reason. I mean, the style of play has evolved. Uh, the particular style of play when I was playing, that's what called for, I mean, for my specific set of skills fit that particular program. Now, would I have loved to play in the particular offenses that these guys play in now? Sure. Sure, I would have. You know, what would have happened, you know, who knows. But uh, what we did and how we did it uh, made it special at that time and even today uh, from some of the things that we accomplished as a team and me and as an individual – and I can say the same thing for every other quarterback who came in that particular era. Um, Brett ran a completely different offense than I ran, which was eight years past that. Lee Roberts, Austin, you know, Nick, and, and those guys, they brought a specific set of skills to the field, on the field, at that particular time in which they played. And they excelled at it, it just, which is the reason why, you know, we're mentioning their names right now. Austin, uh, you're the uh, quarterbacks coach for the uh, the Seattle Seahawks and National Football League. You evaluate quarterbacks now. You have under your tutelage one of the best quarterbacks in the league. How do guys like Reggie Collier, you know, uh, evolve the game to where you know in the last five years it's just crazy how much the game has evolved. But when you look back and you kind of see how the quarterback position has evolved, you know, guys like Reggie really laid the foundation for what you do now. Yeah, I think you like you've mentioned last five years, maybe even the last ten years, what you're seeing is coaches have kind of gotten out of the mold of this is our system and this is what we run. Um, and they've kind of turned that over into let's go get the best athletes and the best players we can find and then fit the system to them. 
uh, obviously uh, Greg Roman and the um, and the Ravens come to mind. What they've done with Lamar Jackson, you know, would Lamar Jackson be Lamar Jackson in the NFL 10, 15 years ago? I, I really don't know. I, I really would say probably not. But you just kind of open your mind. I mean, you know, there's so much you can do offensively, and it's, you can create and do different things. And guys that can run and throw, they change the game. You know, for me personally, when I evaluate quarterbacks, I really, really want a quarterback that can run the football. It's just a dynamic that you can't you can't account for. It frustrates defenses, and these guys can still throw the football. It's not like they can't throw the football. The you know, it's not one or the other. You look at the guys that are going to the top of the draft now: Trevor Lawrence, Trey Lance. You know, these guys can still run the football and throw it. So you need both. And I think coaches are just evolving and realizing that that's a game-changing element to the quarterback position and can't can't get enough of it, to be honest with you. Austin, uh, Bob, you can go ahead. Uh, yeah, Austin, I know that uh, there's a big deal coming up here uh, in November. Uh, you were obviously the leader of the 2011 Conference Championship team and a reunion coming up uh, for you guys we talked to your old coach, uh, Larry Fedora, last week. He said he's really excited about it, and uh, he's excited that you're going to be here. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. You know, I, I think the biggest thing is just getting back and seeing all the guys, just catching up, seeing what everyone's doing, how life is going. I mean, it's amazing how fast 10 years goes. I'm sure Reggie can attest to that as well. <laughs> um, holy cow. It just seems like yesterday we were we were in Houston as champions, and um, – yeah, it means a lot. It's it's cool to be remembered, you know. To and 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 it's cool to be remembered as a team. Um, there, I always said, you know, the individual rewards will come if your team does well. Um, and if you look across football, that's pretty much at every level. That's kind of how it goes. Um, and then to be the quarterback, to be the leader of that, um, that's that's really what I always wanted to be. Uh, I just wanted to be a great leader. Um, and so I set out to do that, and uh, without winning a championship, it, it would have just been different, you know. And um, but the fact that we did get it done that final year, our defense, God, our defense was so good that year. Um, they really stepped it up a notch, and offensively we kind of hung on, and um, we got it done. So obviously excited to see Coach Fedora. We stayed in touch. Um, I hope some of the other coaches can make it. I know a lot of players are going to be there. And uh, hopefully it'll be a special day for Southern Memphis. Hey, Austin, we've got a very short break. If you got a few more minutes, you can spend with us. Sure, absolutely. Okay, Austin Davis, Reggie Collier on the Eagle Hour. Man, we're we're having a good time here today. We'll be right back. Short three minute break. Stay with us. To the, top. to the top, you're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. I want to thank Dickie's Barbecue Pit for sponsoring the Eagle Hour. Also, I want to thank our good friends at Campus Bookmark, two great sponsors, people that we appreciate 
very much and encourage you to do business with each and every day. All right, great show today. We've got Austin Davis from the Seattle Seahawks on the phone, Reggie Collier in the studio with us. Austin, Reggie and I were talking uh, during the break, and and he was talking about a, a great high school coach that he had and what an influence his high school coach had on his uh, athletic career. Is the same for you? Why do high school coaches play such a big role in the lives of athletes? Well, I think it's your first introduction to competitive, organized sports, um, where you you know you have a team, you grow up with your friends, and you're you're playing for something. You're playing for a state championship. Um, and to me, anytime you get outside of yourself and you're going for something bigger than just yourself, that's kind of when your true self comes out, when bonds are made, when memories are made, and that coach is the leader of that. Um, you know, for me, I had a legendary high school baseball coach that, um, you know, at the time when you're young, you don't appreciate it, right? But but looking back now, just seeing how organized he was, how much we practiced, how hard we worked at fundamentals and just all the things that, to be honest, as little ninth and 10-year-old kids we hated, those are the things that made us great. And uh, he built one of the best baseball programs in the state of Mississippi, if not the best. And looking back now, as I'm kind of launching my coaching career, man, I think about the stuff he would say and the stuff we would do all the time and kind of implement those same uh, principles and philosophies into what I want to do. Um, so coaches just have a big influence. You know, they're father figures. They, they really are in a lot of different in a lot of areas, and that's why I love it, and that's why I wanted to coach. I always wanted to coach. I uh, wanted to play as long as I could, but coaching is really where my heart's at and um and i'm not sure the level really matters i just like coaching and and seeing people progress and being around the game reggie you said the same thing great influence in your life was your high school football coach oh no doubt about it i mean you know as kids you know we're impressionable i mean they have such influence on what you do how you do it and when you do it doing it the right way um, I just want to echo what Austin just said earlier. They even, to, even to this day, and it's been 40 years since I was, uh, or longer since I was in high school, I still think about some of the things that Coach Singleton would teach us. Now, at the time, no, I didn't think, think about it like I think about it now. But those are lifelong lessons that are being taught to teenagers and kids, and they've got them for three and four years and they're doing the same thing, repetitive. I mean, they're doing, I mean, because you're doing the, I mean, one thing I, 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 I do rec- recognize is that how hard we worked when we were in high school and not a question was asked because of the ultimate confidence that we had in Coach Singleton because we knew we were doing the right thing. And in order to get to where we wanted to get, we had to do the right thing and do it the right way. And if you didn't do it the right way, we also <laughs> also recognize the consequences if you didn't do the right <laughs> thing. And But, yeah, I mean, these guys across the country, you know, especially the state of Mississippi and the South Mississippi, you know, I, I think that they don't get enough credit for what they do and what they do to young men year in, year out, 
how they shape their lives, give them an opportunity to do things and go places that they never would have had an opportunity to do if it were not for football, basketball, and baseball. These guys shape, the, shape these kids' lives into what they are today, what they will be in the future, and you just can't think of enough. All right, Luke? Two legends on today, Austin Davis and uh, Reggie Collier. Austin, talking about that, you uh, you were under some great coaches with Larry Fedora, another guy you're close to, Blake Anderson, and, and now coaching for uh, the man himself, Pete Carroll. How have those guys in their own unique way influenced the way you coach? You know, I think every every coach uh, has to have their own style. And uh, and it's probably the number one thing I've learned from, from Pete, from Coach Carroll, is it has to be who you are. It has to be from your heart if it's going to be real. It can't be a mold that you've seen someone else do. You have to develop your philosophy on what you believe about everything, really. Um, not just the game of football, because... The way you coach and the way you lead people is really just the way you live your life. It just it all it, it molds into one. Uh, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. So, you know, learning that from Coach Carroll has been really really instrumental for me, and I'm so lucky to be with him at such an early uh, point in my career, so I can start to develop some of those beliefs. Because you know, I have them. You know, I obviously have things that I believe about in the game and work ethic and all the things that Reggie was mentioning, but you got to get that stuff organized in your mind so you can deliver a clear message. And that's really what that's what coaching is. It's it's a clear message of where you want to go and how you want to get there, and how you're going to get there. Because in competitive sports, you're not always going to be successful. So, what are you going to do when things go wrong? You know, and having that foundation and philosophy. Um, is is paramount and that's what coach fedora and, and coach anderson had in their own way you know they had their coach fedora had a style man he brought energy he brought so much energy to our program just he was a just like a shot in the arm to the whole city and i at the time it's, it's cool but looking back i'm like man that was everything he brought a exciting offense and and you know he rejuvenated the whole city for four years and um you gotta you gotta be clear about what you want to do and how you want to do it, and I think you know people will follow. And and to follow up on that, Austin, new coaching staff at Southern Miss, they've made it clear their message is that they're going to get Mississippi talent. You, of course, from Collinsville, yep. Reggie from Diablerville. What does that mean, or how important is it, because you're an ambassador for Southern Miss everywhere you go, how important is it that, that we're focused uh, right now on getting the best Mississippi has to offer? That seems huge for all of us. Well, I believe it starts with the amount of talent we have. Um, there's a ton of, of athletic talent in the state of Mississippi and uh, people that can be really successful in life. So it starts in your own backyard. And, you know, a lot of recruiting, uh, a lot of schools say that and, and want to do that. It's just a matter of going out and getting it done and being competitive. Um, you know, one of the challenges for us is, is all the good universities surrounding us, you know, uh, bigger schools. Uh, bigger programs, more money, all that stuff, you know. So, to me, the key for Southern Miss is you got to find the right type of guy. You got to find the guy that was a little overlooked and has that chip on his shoulder. I know that term's overused, um, but it's the truth. You really do have to find guys that fit the mold, and you got to build a team around that. And um, and the coaches at Southern Miss have been able to do that. 
and the teams that have been able to rally around that concept of kind of that underdog mindset, they've, they've been successful. And um, it starts in the state because there's a lot of guys in, in this state that can play that, that don't go to Alabama and uh, LSU. Reggie, were you that guy? Were you that guy with a chip on your shoulder? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't have – I mean, I think Austin said it perfectly. I mean, I, I, I of course I had the chip on my shoulder. I mean, you grew up looking at hearing about Ole Miss State even 40 years ago, very little about Southern Miss. I was recruited by three schools, uh, came to Southern Miss, had to hear it, see it. And it, it just got, you know, from day one, uh, I've always said to myself, I, I, I want to be a part of something special uh, here at Southern Miss. And believe me, we worked our butts off. Uh, we had a great coaching staff uh, with Coach Collins, uh, Whitey Jordan, who was offensive coordinator at that time, uh, along with the other talent that we had on the team. You know, I, I've, I've been on this show a number of times, and I've, I've stated a number of times. My name gets mentioned a lot uh, during the four-year period that I was here at Southern Miss. But we, believe me, we had a lot of talent on that team. Sammy, Lewis, Gerald Bayless, George Tillman. Just, those are just the guys off the top of my head, John Horn. And we did it collectively. Yeah, my name is mentioned a lot, but Austin mentioned it earlier about the defense that they had during that conference championship. We had one of the best defenses in the country. Right, you know they led. They led the. They led the nation in scoring defense, giving up eight points a game. That's one stat I'll never forget as long as I live. What they did on the other side of the ball, and I. And I promise you, everybody on that field, when we stepped on that field, we were out to prove something. We were out to prove something. You know, yeah, our name may not be as big as yours, but guess what? We're getting ready to hit you in the mouth. Well, not me, but. <laughs> we as a team, Maybe, you know, I'm gonna run away from you. I would at least do my best. Do you have any tackles? No. Nah. Yeah, only when I throw an interception. <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking. Did you make any? Oh yeah. Got any on the stat book? You oh yeah. Yeah I, I, yeah, I got I got a couple tackles. I'm not proud of them, but yeah, I got a couple of them. <laughs> hey Austin, uh, we want to thank you so much for your time. But real quickly, have you played golf with Reggie Collier? And, and if you did, who came out on top, Austin? I, we played recently. Um, I, I I don't remember who won. <laughs> I don't either. But guess what? We, we might have been time. on the same team. We might be on there the same. We had, we had a great time. Hey Austin, thank you for your time, my friend. We look forward to seeing you when uh, your championship team uh, has a reunion here in Hattiesburg. Thanks, guys. Y'all have a good one. Take care. Austin Davis, everybody, quarterback coach, Seattle Seahawks. We're going to continue the show with the Perfect Ten here in the studio with us. Stay with us. The Eagle Hour, Southern Miss to the top. Great Tuesday going on here at the Eagle Hour. Four Street Bar and Grill can make your lunch hour every day something special. Eight ninety-five. They had hand-patted hamburger steak today, mashed potatoes, corn on the cob, jalapeno cornbread, and a drink for only eight ninety-five. Major League All-Star Game going on tonight. Four Street Bar and Grill, uh, always uh, the place to go for good lunch and uh, watch your favorite 
teams. A absolutely uh, wonderful day today. Two legends on. Austin Davis was with us the first two segments of the quarterback's coach for the Seattle Seahawks, former Southern Miss quarterback. And in studio, in uh, the First Bank studio in Hattiesburg, representing First Bank, we should say, uh, the Perfect Ten, Reggie Collier, Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, and uh, Reggie Collier joining us. A couple breaking news, guys. Two legends on with us, but three now, count them, three Cleveland Indians, uh, former Southern Miss baseball players, as Hunter Stanley drafted a little while ago in the 11th round, 336th overall. And so Hunter Stanley, the newest Cleveland Indian, and he joins Nick Sandlin and Kirk McCarty. Of course, Ryan Ock drafted uh, yesterday in the 7th round, and Reese, uh, or I'm Reed Trimble, Reed Trimble, uh, 65th overall to Baltimore. So, Bob, we got three Indians now. I might have to yeah. make them my American League team. Well, Indians for this year, that, that'll be changing uh, next year. But congratulations uh, to all those young men. And we'll get back to that in just a moment. But, Reggie, we got you here in the studio. And I've, I've gotten to know you really well over the last several years. You've been on the show a lot. I've never asked you this question. But we had a uh, we had a football guy on the show a couple of weeks back and – he was talking about you when when you uh, finished college and that you were the you were really the the Cam Newton of your time, but he said that you were twenty years ahead of your time and you went you went into professional football at a time with in all frankness that the uh, that the National Football League was just not as open to African American quarterbacks and particularly running, throwing African-American quarterbacks as obviously the league is today and should have always been. And as a result of that, uh, he said if you were being drafted today, you would be signing a multi-million dollar contract without a reservation. But you seem to be at peace with that, and you seem to hold really no ill will because of that. Well, i tell you what, I think about it a lot as to what 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 did happen uh, at that time, how it happened, not only with myself, but, but you had several other guys uh, who were able to, to run and throw the wall as well and, and just just not to be treated the same way. Uh, yeah, I mean, it bothered me a lot, but you know, you know I, I'm at an age now I can't I can't dwell on that. Uh, you move forward. You're happy to see the guys getting opportunities to play uh, just based on their athleticism and based on a football being a football player and not being a black player or a white player. Uh, so, you know, there there's a certain amount of satisfaction when you, you say at least things have progressed to where these guys who actually can perform, there's no such thing as not having the mental capacity to be able to lead a team, to be able to do some of the things that these guys can do. It's always been that way. You've always had the mental capacity to do it, just to give it an opportunity to do so. And it's been that way. Uh, it was just a, it was, it's a step, it's a step of the process that has been made. I mean, not only on the field, but off the field. As far as African-Americans or people of color uh, getting the same opportunity, and just because of what you do and how you do it, not based on what you look like. So uh, I'm at a point right now, you know, hey, I'm, I'm glad to see these guys get an opportunity to do it, and, and they're doing it at a high level, which is, which, which is great to see. 
Kelly Sander here in, in the studio. I just kind of walked in here. I'm glad to hear you say that, Rich, because I've been trying to tell women all along, it's not what I look like, it's how I do it. <laughs> Leave that alone. Uh-huh. You're, you're not going to comment about that? I, as Kelly has walked in the studio, I am walking out oh, of the studio. Yeah. I'll catch you guys. And, and, and with, all, with all due respect to Reg, if he was going to read any defenses now, he's going to need those glasses, right? Uh, that would be correct. That would be correct. <laughs> like the rest of us. You know, what are those, 175s? What are the, yeah. are the are those prescriptions, Reg? The, no, I just pick them up off the rack. Yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah, Dollar General the Specials. Right. Uh, Reggie exactly. called me the other day and i said hang on reggie i i gotta get my glasses i can't see anything without him and his reply was i know what you're saying (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how that is you know austin davis was talking about 10 years how fast 10 years goes try 30 years for it so reggie how long did that eat at you uh it 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 ate at you when you 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 still have the op the physical skills to participate uh so maybe 10 years, you know, it really ate at me. Uh, but then as time goes and, and you get to the point in your life where that's no longer uh, a part of your life when it, when it calls being, a, being an athlete, yeah, recreational, you still do things, but you, you can no longer compete at that level. Um, and every athlete has that to a certain degree. There's, there's a certain amount of, of – I don't know if this is the right choice of words, but I'm going to say it anyway, a, a regret of, as to what you what you did, what you wanted to do, and what actually happened. So, um, you know, you live and you learn. You live and you learn. So um, it kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. You have the guys now uh, who are playing – you know, you got African American quarterbacks or people of color just on on every team now, every roster. I, it was very. You had Doug Williams, you had Warren Moon, you had Cunningham from Philadelphia, Randall Randall, Randall Cunningham. Cunningham. You had Lee Evans in Chicago. That was it. So you got three quarterbacks on each team, and then you got thirty teams. That's a total of 90 positions that you have, and you have four. Right. <clears throat> That's right. Now, now, when you played with the Cowboys, Rich, did Jerry Jones own the team at that no, time? No, he did not. Okay, that must have been pretty close to about when he when he bought Jerry the team. Jerry Jones bought the team like in 88. Okay. I think somewhere like that. And what was your last year with them? 86. Okay, so that was close. Yeah. yeah. Luke, did you have a question? Yeah, I wanted Reggie to clear something up for us because during the commercial, Reggie, you were just naming off all your defensive teammates. So, yeah. Anyway, Cliff, Cliff Lewis was one of those guys. I think that that people, you know, in my generation, uh, he's not the first one that comes to mind when you think old school nasty bunch, and yet he's he was an animal. So anyway, we had Cliff on the show, and we had just had Hanford on the show, and of course, you know, you don't talk when Hanford's on the show. Hanford talks when Hanford's on the show. Anyway, Hanford was bragging about how it was either in the '79 or '80 Jackson Ole Miss game, how he hit somebody across the middle and he pulled out a rooting rag and he waved it across their helmet and all this stuff. We had Cliff on about a week later, and Cliff just straight up said, hey, listen, it was me, but just let Hanford keep dreaming that it was him. Can you clear that up for us, which one of those that was? I can't. 
I really can't. You know, I'm not going to sit up here and, and, and try to say it was one, one or the other because it was a lot of that going on back then. You know, especially with those guys on the other side of the ball. You had some personalities. You always have personalities on the defensive side of the ball, and we we had some colorful ones. Um, but, you know, when you talk about the NFL now, they it's almost like they don't let you show your personality anymore. It's now, almost, you know, you have to be a machine almost. Yeah, I mean, there are different elements of the game that are different now than it was back then. The game is not as physical. I mean, you may think I'm crazy when I say this, but the game is not as physical now as it was back then. Uh, very rarely would you get a personal uh, personal foul call. I mean, a, not a personal foul, but a, a rough in the quarterback. Rough in the quarterback. Uh, those kind of calls. Unsportsmanlike. Unsportsmanlike calls. Yeah. Taunting. No, no, that was unheard of. It's got to be a lot faster now, which sometimes makes it look like it's harder hitting, yes? The game was fast then. Yeah. Okay. Don't get it twisted. The game has always been fast. You just – certain elements of the game, which is a good thing to a certain extent because it allows people uh, the injuries, not as many injuries, the concussions – all right, concussions was not even a, a you didn't even wasn't even part of the equation 30, 40 years ago. Now it's a huge concern for the players' health, not only the physical health but their mental health. Ten years after they get through playing ball, you know that was not even a consideration back then. It was everything was immediate. Can you play next week? Can you play? Rub some dirt on it. And you whatever the case may be. <laughs> You got a concussion. You got knocked out. You came to the sideline, and they, then they'd ask you, how many fingers do I have up? Two. Okay, you're good to go. Even if they were holding up four. <laughs> Whatever the case may <laughs> be. You know, if you could pretty much walk and walk without wobbling, you were going back in the game. Not necessarily. Not, not, don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that they push you to do it. We as athletes have always been trained. We've trained ourselves to do that, to get up, because that's what the game of football is all about. How many times do we get knocked down? But what do we do? We get back up and we do it again. But the fact that the rules are are evolving to protect the quarterback more and more, are we going to start seeing more 45-year-old quarterbacks like Tom? Of course, of course, because because of that protection. They're not getting the pounding that they took. Let alone, I'm not talking 40 years ago, 10 years ago. They're not taking that pounding every time they throw the ball. And the players are aware, hey, I can't do certain things. So, All right. We've got the great Reggie Collier in the studio with us. Happy to say a friend of the Eagle Hour. We'll be back, talk a little baseball, and wrap things up with the Perfect Ten right after this. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. Final segment on this Tuesday edition of the Eagle Hour from the First Bank Studios in Hattiesburg and beautiful downtown Laurel. Luke Johnson, Bob Getty, Kelly Sander, the Perfect Ten, going the whole way with us today. Reggie Collier joining us. Fourth segment brought to you by DBAT and D1 Training in on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, the home of the 
38-year-old 5'2", Luke Johnson, 40, okay? And during the commercial, (laughs) during the commercial, Reggie Reggie said, and I believe it, back in the day he was a 4'3 guy, but we should note that everything Reggie did in college is because of Sammy Winder. That is what the record says. (laughs) And uh, Hey, but Reggie, before we jump into a couple things... um, we uh, we talk about your bank every day. You guys have been with us from the beginning. Uh, First Bank Studio, your studio sponsor. You guys have been around serving. Just real quick, tell us what's going on at the bank and and and, and why uh, you guys you know are, are the place to go. Well, you know it's it's like we've said the whole time. You know we're we're a community bank. We're we're a small bank. We're not one of the big conglomerates uh, that that you have uh, in the banking business. Uh, we believe and we take pride in dealing with our customers at a personal le- personable level, um, giving them what they need, uh, how they need it, and whenever they need it. Um, so I think we, we have a great uh, group of guys here in the city of Hattiesburg, uh, led by Andrew Johnson, who's our, uh, the president, market president here. In and he used to be president of the United States. That one did. Oh, yo, a different Andrew Johnson. Yeah, a different. Okay. <laughs> okay. A different one. <laughs> yeah, he wouldn't I be think that. That old was Andrew one. Jackson. Well, there was an Andrew Johnson too. Yeah, they may have been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a quick history lesson. I guess we're going through, but you know, we 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 take pride in making ourselves available for everybody. Uh, like I said, for catering to whatever needs that they do have. Uh, I do my best to represent the bank. Uh, Outside of the bank, in whatever it may be, on a golf tournament, radio show, whatever. And as somebody that witnessed Luke's forty-yard dash, I don't know if it was more impressive that he was thirty-eight and ran. No, he's not. Is he thirty-eight? Is that how old you are, Luke? Thirty-two. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. I don't know if that was more impressive or the mass that was moving that. I would have liked to just seen just see him run forty yards. Yeah, 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 it was regardless, quite, it was regardless, quite, it was regardless of the time. They made a hype video. Regardless of the time, just the fact that you, you know. Yeah, and he you was a punter too, Reggie. Remember well, that. And you didn't see him hurl <laughs> afterwards either. You didn't see him throw up. You, I did do not. You, do you even remember who the punter was afterwards. on your team, Reggie? Bruce Thompson. Was, is that right? Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. He, he probably ran about a 4-9, didn't he? Well, Bruce was a pretty good athlete. Was he? Yes, yes, he was. So what are you saying about Luke? <laughs> oh, I, no, no, don't get, no, no, don't put me in that. I, I did not say Luke was not a good athlete. I know I what you just, think about Only me. thing I was I just saying is the fact that you are 30 years old and you outrunning a 40. That's, that's the only thing. I'm, that's, oh, it was it was for the Eagle Hour. That's exactly all right. Okay. Real quick, uh, we three Golden Eagles drafted so far in the last two days. Reed Trimble, sixty fifth overall to the Orioles. Uh, that slot at one point oh three million dollars. Ryan Ock yesterday to the Padres, seventh round, right at two hundred grand and uh, signing bonus. And Stanley goes today, the eleventh round. Reggie, you can you can talk about this. How important is that though? That you know that's that's three guys, but on day one, two guys go. One of the guys is top 65 draft pick, over a million dollars. That that just so helps recruiting for Southern Miss baseball. It does. I mean, anytime you got guys, you know, I think Austin uh, mentioned it earlier, anytime you got guys in your program, regardless whether it's football, baseball, basketball, can get to the next level. Uh, that's what you want. And it, it does it does wonders for your program. 
because those are some of the things that just money just can't buy. You can't buy that kind of advertisement because it just tells you the quality of the program and the quality of people associated with the program to get to these guys, develop them, and then enable them to go to the next level. And the fact that he's going to be making over a million would be a potentially good new client for First Bank. Yeah, that would be correct. <laughs> Uh, real quickly, we've got about a minute left, Kelly. Run down uh, the Conference USA numbers of the kids. Yeah, and we'll drafted. break these down tomorrow, you guys. As the, the draft is now completely over. All 20 rounds are done. The way the Conference USA players were drafted, and again, we'll get specific on tomorrow's Eagle Hour. Southern Miss did have three, as Luke and Bob have reported. Old Dominion placed three in this year's draft. Florida Atlantic put two in the show. Charlotte had two in the show, and then one player each got drafted from FIU, one from UAB, one from Middle Tennessee, and one from Louisiana Tech. And again, we'll break it all down uh, tomorrow, but Southern Miss and ODU leading Conference USA with three draft picks each. Reggie Collier, uh, you've been on this show many times. Uh, I think you know how much we all like you here. You're welcome here anytime, and uh, we're always really grateful that you'll come to the studio and uh, and share your time with us, my man. Man, I'm grateful you guys. Are. I mean, it's 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 a pleasure to come, and you know, and I'm grateful that you guys even asked me to come back. You are the perfect hand, bro. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Reggie Collier, everybody. Bengals in the Super Bowl this year? Who? <laughs> all right. That's all right. That's, uh, that's said. That's what everybody does when you ask that question. Enough said. They just laugh. All right. Uh, back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Until then, Southern Miss. To the top. To the top. Mississippi Media Production.